Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow! Did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com/acast and use code acast for twenty percent off your first purchase. Coming up on TMS. No curb too high for a rental car. The failing galactic empire. The one with Batman's wiener in it. Testicle inertia enterprise fighters. The USB-C of buttholes. It's Girl Scout Mafia time. I'm still writing January on my Twitch streams. It's pronounced chicharrones. <laughs> the printer slash scanner slash facts of animal orify. His dad's a big time smoker guy. Darth Spicoli. Meat for harnessing. Who says pork rinds aren't a meal? Brain tickler. Put it in raw. Take it out hard boiled. Making things with Bill. Comic book shade with Steven and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. Hey guys, finished testing that game yet? I've got another one I need designed. We just finished level three and need to tighten up the graphics a little bit. Great. Community. <laughs> The morning stream, you're soaking in it. Hello, everybody. Welcome back or two for the first time or whatever freaking stage you're at with the TMS show. <laughs> it's the morning stream, damn it. It's February 1st, 2021. It's 20, sorry, it's 2121 today. Oh, yeah, there you go. There's another fun one. We yeah. had 12121 last yeah. month. Yeah, that was today a good one. Today is 2121. Today is also my son Tristan's 24th birthday rap your mind around that business yeah i just saw that in the uh on my calendar and went how is this possible how is he 24 yeah wait that makes him just shy of being able to rent a car oh is it 25 to rent i thought i actually thought it was 24 to rent oh maybe it is now when i was a kid or when i was a kid when i was 24 or 25 25 was the limit and i remember 25 it was was a a very good year. year I, I can rent a, a car <laughs> from Avis or Hertz and drive it and steer. The fake ID. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, uh, I think that was it. I remember being all stoked about it and doing yeah. my first rental at, and uh, I think I did it in. Maybe it is 25. You know, that that's sounding more familiar. So really, there's no, there's no benefit to 24. Let's see. When can I rent a car? Let's just find Other out. Let's you do could, uh, Let's do some you could watch an episode of 24 every day for each year that you've been alive. There you go. Think of that. <laughs> That's pretty good. Okay, here it is. Uh, you, uh, How old is too old to rent? Not too old. Uh, car rental under 25. Okay, 
There is a minimum age to rent to rent a vehicle at 21 years old. Hmm. There's no maximum age or restriction in the United States or Canada. Well, then why does everyone always say 24 or 25? How to rent a car when you? Oh, you know why? Because I guess it's just cost prohibitive. It's like extremely expensive. The insurance probably. Yeah. yeah. So yep, you don't want to. You don't want to be doing that. Yeah. You don't want to. We be. uh we had all sorts of sayings uh at, at my company former company the the health and fitness section if I could use your phone company that I worked for. Mm. Um, lots of sayings about road travel right like number one a rule of road travel you never leave a man behind. Number two rule. Uh, uh, never leave a paper trail. <laughs> that came from uh, a sales sales department guy who liked to visit the strip clubs when he was uh, traveling. Okay. Plus, you don't want to leave a man behind there as well. You never want to leave a man behind there either. Well, unless he yeah. says, leave me behind, save yourselves. Yeah. Um, number three, there's no curb too high for a rental car. Oh, I like that. <laughs> yeah. <So. laughs> this is great. It was like, you know, whenever we'd go over a huge bump or go over a curb or something, uh, same sales guys, matter of fact, would say, no curb too high for a rental car. Wow. And this is why I'll never buy a car, a used car that was previously a rental car. Yeah, I don't trust that stuff at all. Mm-hmm. Like, at all. Like Because I even did weird stuff in rentals when I was yeah. in my 20s. Yeah. I died. We'd take them places we weren't supposed to and then and then go through the, the, the you know, the wash thing just to hide mm-hmm. our evidence. But... <laughs> You know, right. I don't want to buy that. No, thank you. No. Yeah. No. There's all kinds of problems. Anyway, you can probably get a good deal, though. We're not telling you what to do, everybody. Don't listen to us. We don't know. We're just lame. Yeah, sure. Buy, buy a rental car. See if we care. Yeah, do what you want to do. <laughs> Speaking of doing things you're supposed to do, so a little follow-up yeah. on Wendy's advice last Thursday regarding yes. her uh, her mindful eating push she made here on the show. Mm-hmm. And the goal there being, um, you know, hey you know diets all diets and fad diets are fad diets and they don't really you know what what ultimately works has nothing has very little to do with the diet you're on if you find one that gets you there great but the point is that it's a change of of your brain like your brain needs yeah, to look exactly. at eating differently the diet itself isn't what makes you lose weight it's the mental change that you go through right to to meet the goals of that uh of the rules of that diet and if you find a diet that that is adherent to that great if you but if not, then that's okay because the idea here is mindful eating. No matter what you're doing, you, you don't. If you if you do it right, you don't need a diet at all. Is her is her thinking right? So I decided to take that stuff seriously from Thursday through today, and just work on it. Yep, I did better, but it was hard, harder yeah. than I thought because you really don't think about it. Like I would like to present Exhibit A. Here we go. <laughs> this right Half here. Half eaten bag of Cheetos. Here's oh, a bag chi- of uh, chicarones. Chicarones fried pork rinds, instant chili and salt. Um, considered a a, a a better brand, like a a, a, mm. a well made brand or whatever. A high source of uh, protein, very little calories, and not a lot of fat, or at least not the kind of fat that you worry about with like cholesterol and things. So it's not like this is a horrible thing to eat sure but what happens is i mindlessly eat them (laughs) was that bag full when it arrived in your studio well it's been about two and a half weeks so okay i didn't just just mow through it but what i did find myself doing i think it was on friday while i was prepping for another show Mm -hmm. is just sort of mindfully eating these or mindlessly eating. mindlessly yeah right 
And when I did that, I had to catch myself and go, no, wait a minute. This is what she's talking about. This isn't this isn't a meal. This is a, this is me snacking for no good reason. I'm not actually hungry. Mm-hmm. I'm just eating these for no reason. So when I stopped and thought about that, I quit eating them. And so little steps is what I'm saying. So I'm not just thinking about it. Being aware of what you're doing right. is right. Yeah. Which makes which makes sense. I mean, it's just the most sensible thing in the world to say pay attention to what you're doing basically is what she's saying mm-hmm. but it's harder than you think because you're doing other stuff and you have whatever habits you have but it went right. better than usual it was hard um i'm noticing that i'm i notice when i'm going oh well i'm just gonna grab a handful of these and then my brain goes well why are you grabbing what are you doing that for and i'm like well because uh, i think i'm hungry are you really well no yeah like i'm i guess i'm <laughs> not really like, and so as a result, I don't, I don't think there was any, you know, tangible weight loss to show, but I think I, I know I ate less over the weekend than I would have. Yeah, I was I if you keep that it. up, then there will be tangible weight loss to, to show for sure. Yeah. Knowing that, you know, all right, you don't recognize you're full until 20 minutes after mm-hmm. you're, you're actually full. Your, right. your brain doesn't get that, that thing. So yeah, I tried slowing down this this week or this weekend did a lot of the same things actually you're talking about uh went on a nice walk yesterday with tina took the dog out went on a longer than usual walk as we're coming back we see a bunch of kids on the the corner holding signs i'm thinking oh no what are they protesting mm. like what's what's going on oh now they're selling girl scout cookies so <laughs> all the way, uh, back from our nice walk came back with a box of thin mints a box of dosi dos and a whatever they're peanut butter patty things are called now tagalongs is freaking, that what those are? freaking pushers freaking drug pushing yes. little kids i will say yeah. one box has been opened and exactly two cookies have been removed from that box tina ate one i ate the other one that's a mindful way to eat that, those cookies that is mindful that is like yeah. we we're like one cookie yes i will have one cookie <laughs> well see you did well now where i failed so as much as i'm pleased with my my snacky changes and by the way, Claire Gax says boredom's a killer. I'm never bored. Yeah. I don't even no. know. What, I don't even know what boredom means. Like I don't Yeah. That doesn't exist for me anymore. I'm never bored. It's more like the busier I am, the more I'm snacking. So Yes. Right. It's opposite for me. But anyway. So we're at we're at uh, Taylor's house. There was a scare, a COVID scare, because Dylan's dad thought he had it and then informed everybody that he'd been in contact with. Oh gosh. Happened to be the night before they were my uh, Taylor and Dylan and the baby were over there getting some. Uh, what do you, for a smoker, you need briquettes or something or kind of wood. I don't know what you need, but he had the whatever they needed for his smoker because they were going to yeah, have whatever wood he wants to use, like cherry wood or mesquite or um, exactly. And his dad's yeah. a big time smoker guy. I don't know anything about this stuff, so they're not coming to me. Um, but he was going to make a big to do with meat and everything for Van's two year uh, two year birthday, and it was just going to be us. And them, and no big deal. But because of the scare, he let everybody know, and then they let us know, don't come over, we're all getting tested. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dylan's dad got tested, Taylor, Dylan, and the baby. The baby got the up-the-nose brain tickler test. Did not like Oof. that. He did not like that at all. No, who, who would? And that's, you know, mm. and trying to explain that to Van, like, okay, we need to do this to make sure you don't have some horrible disease. Yeah, he hated that. Uh, but anyway, they got it all done, and then we were just like, well, I guess we're just not having the party. We'll do this some other time, and mm-hmm. do it, you know, a 12-day, you know, stay away and all that. Right. So, But then the next morning, they get news that all of them were negative. He's just got some cold. 
and uh, everybody's negative. They all tested negative. Okay. So we went over and did it. Now, here's the reason I'm telling you this story. I was so excited to go over there and spend time with the kid and have the two-year deal and all that. Mm-hmm. Little did I know that this smoker was chock full of amazing things. Okay. <laughs> oh, no. Chicken. Okay. And yeah. Smoked. Uh, he even smoked an egg in there, which was crazy. That was oh, the weirdest really? thing. Yeah, oh, really? Oh, cool. Really so good. hard-boiled egg or... or- it was raw when he put it in. When it came out, oh. it was it was hard boiled. Like or, okay, gotcha. So a whole egg as opposed to like cracking an egg into something. Exactly. And smoking that he Did smoked it in it the, shell. the shell. Yeah, in yep. the shell. And so the shell was all like crispy, dark, uh, uh, or whatever, and you had to take it off and mm. and stuff. So there was that, and then there was uh, what else do you have in there? Oh, Taylor used an air fryer and made some other stuff. So anyway, the bottom bottom line was there was this like amazing assortment. Oh, we did shrimp uh, on skewers and stuff like that. Anyway. Nice. Oh, and, oh and, and I forgot. We did a fish, uh, freaking salmon. Did a salmon in there. Mm. In the smoker? Yeah. And it was... Nice. That's the way to do it. Amazing. Yeah. Like, just drop dead, killer amazing. And this is where I forgot to eat mindfully. I ate, like... <laughs> I ate, like, six of I those chicken mindlessly. legs. mindlessly. And they weren't, like, little chicken, like, wings like you get at Buffalo Wild Wings. Not, like, little ones. These were, like, yeah. big, full-size chicken wing or chicken legs. And I ate, like, five of those damn things. And it, <laughs> By the time I got done, I went, well, that's nothing like what Wendy told me two days ago. <laughs> now, well. it is it is chicken, so it's better for you than, um, you know, than if it was like a ton of red meat, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. I mean, it's not it's not the worst. And, and we didn't, you know, bury this stuff in sauce or anything. Mm-hmm. It was just kind yeah, of the smoke, chicken. And you probably needed very little, if any, sauce at yeah. all. Yeah, so I could, it could, you're right, it could have been worse. They had an amazing cake that her friend makes that's like insane, but I didn't need any of that because I'm not allowed. So, mm-hmm. it wasn't that bad, but still, I should have eaten two legs of chicken. Here's here's five. the important thing, yeah. is that you've realized it, you're aware of it, and as opposed to like, just, just the feeling guilty the next day, you're like, yep, okay, I screwed that up, I need to do better at that, and and that's the that's the key to um to switching your mindset over to that is just recognizing all right yeah screwed that up but you know what next next time i'm over there for a smoker barbecue i'm gonna cut it back a little bit and maybe have a little bit more uh, a big glass of water before i eat anything so it'll help me feel full or a salad or whatever sure and one piece of chicken or two pieces of chicken and i did eat a lot of we had like carrot like a carrot plate and all that stuff so i did do a lot of that so i guess i shouldn't feel that bad but you're right uh the point is everybody (laughs) do this be more mindful about what you eat (laughs) there you go okay yeah currently have a new freelance client whose website i'm working on that is a local butcher and so it's it's basically like lamb beef pork those are their three um primary meats that they supply and they're they're doing a deal with me where it's going to be some in some in paid in cash, some in trade. Yeah. So I'm going to get I'm going to have a freezer full of of meat. Oh, I'm so jealous. <laughs> Which is good. Yeah. But it's also like, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to figure out. All right, what what can I can I sous vide some uh, lamb shoulder or some hundred uh, percent you can belly. Get in there. Yeah. Get that done, man. You. It's going to be. It's going to be. You total to, total sous vide time. Yeah, sous vide everything. That's what I say. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, put it can on. Can it be sous vide? Of course it can. Of course. If it could be cooked, I'm going to make some toast in the sous vide. Let's see how it goes. I watched somebody make ice cream in there. I couldn't believe it. So What? Yeah, really? Yeah. They made ice cream in there. Now, they still had to freeze it after, oh, but the so entire what, process like, uh, was in there. It was crazy. Interesting. Yeah. I was, uh, I don't know who it was, someone at our house that came over and did it while we were having a, this is the pre-COVID times when things yeah. were normal, and somebody came over and said, hey, I'm going to sous vide this ice cream tonight. You guys are going to be blown away. I'm like, really? That sounds weird. And they did it. Because you got to, like, the, the stuff you put into the, the ice cream freezer you do you do have to kind of cook it up because it sometimes has egg and milk and right you know stuff like that and vanilla but then you um then right. you take it out of the the sous vide and freeze it i'm guessing yeah that's totally I what they did okay. and he had some cool. kind of speedy freezer this neighbor so you could just like take was it, it creamy because usually oh, yeah. that doesn't the, the process wouldn't inject any air into it it was very creamy really okay mm. hmm. that's that's when i could eat ice cream too <laughs> sure those sure. are those are oh, fun days. Halo top. Yeah, might be your, might be your answer. <laughs> All right, still looking at those. Oh, I did get some. Uh, oh, it's not down here. I got some monk fruit chocolate bark, which mm-hmm. is supposed to be uh, really good. Net zero carbs, smart choice thing. Same people that make the uh, the the monk fruit uh, sweetener. I get so I'll I'll share that out when I find the damn thing. Uh, all right, there's that. Hey, guys, guess what? It's Wednesday. I don't know if you knew that or not. Or Monday. It's not Wednesday. It's Monday. <laughs> it's also and, not uh, January 1st, which apparently the Twitch stream says January 1st. Oh, does it say January? Oops. Yeah. Oops. I'll fix that. Anyway, yeah, uh, as a result, we do a fun game here. Babel Royale, 801-461. No, 801-471-0462. <laughs> I can't do anything right today. Uh, that'll get you in here. Oh, yeah, you're right. It does say that. Now it'll say two. Yeah. I'm going to fix that. Oh, right I need now. to switch it so you can actually hear. So I'm going to switch my microphone over. So I'm going to disappear for half a second. All right. While he disappears, I'm going to play a little intro music that will signify our guest's arrival. Yeah, that's right. Brian Dunaway enters the room. But does he leave? Hello, Brian. Oh, hi, Scott and Brian. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, one man. Brian enters, one Brian leaves, or vice that's versa. Right. Yeah, yeah. See, that's a that's a thing with this show. Uh, that's right. Two Brian enters, but they enter at different times. That reminds so. me, there can only be one. Somebody told me they don't believe this whole thing about you uh, that you're the one in our lives that says Reese's Pieces. Do you want to go yeah. ahead and address that? Or <laughs> you wanna... oh, am I? Yeah. Do I say Reese's Pieces? You what do. Did you say how do you say it again? You say. <laughs> you oh, say... don't don't. Oh, how do I pronounce it? What? How <laughs> does that go again? Here, I've heard you before say, like when we watched DT and other stuff, you Prove said Reese's Pieces. Prove it. I've heard, I'm, I'm going to find it. Now, now. Fake. Look, I got Jamie. He knows where everything is. He'll go find it. Reese's Pieces. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, look, no judgment here. We're going to play a game with you instead. And uh, that involves having a listener on the line, which we do. I'm going to go ahead and unmute them and find out who it is. Hi, thanks for holding. Who's this? Hi, this is Ryan from Wisconsin. Well, hello, Ryan from Wisconsin. Something just happened there. Uh, not the not the Packers losing. There was something else. Oh, <laughs> way to bring it? that up again. There was Dang. a big, big Wisconsin story yesterday, and I was going to bring it up on the show. Nah, I don't remember. Uh, it doesn't matter because you're not here for that. You're here to win a thing. And Brian yeah. Ibbett over here is going to explain today's rules and how you could win it. Is this is this Green Bay Spidey, by the way? Or no? 
no, it's okay. Uh, that's all right. That's yeah. that's all right if you're not. It's totally fine. Yeah. I just, I'm sorry I know, to disappoint. I know you Ryan in Wisconsin, one of our listeners. Maybe he's he's from Green Bay. But anyway, hey Ryan, oh, welcome bother. to What's Your Nerd. Mm. Uh, I've interviewed a member of the Tadpool and asked them nine questions in a subject in which they consider themselves nerdy. Scott and Brian are going to take turns predicting. Whether or not our guest will get those questions correct, if they predict correctly, they receive a point. The first player to five points wins the game. Ryan, as always, your job is to choose which of our two hosts will more accurately predict our guest's knowledge in their category. If you're correct, you win our prize package, which includes a PC building simulator. So it's making buildings that are politically correct, which is really, really good. Yep, exactly. That's what that game is. No, yeah. no way. It's different than that. You got it. No way. Yeah, it's but... different. Uh, it's absolutely that. Yeah. And ancestors, the humankind odyssey. Oh, ah, I have that yes. weird game. It's cool. That's a weird. Is that cool? cool is that game. a good game? Yeah, it's beautiful too. Very, very high end, cool. graphically uh, pleasing game. Yeah, both of these are good picks actually. Because you know that thing I've been playing that shipbreaker game where you tear ships apart. This PC builder is a lot like the opposite of that, where you are in 3d space building computers you know by adding components here's our motherboard now oh, put in this oh, it really is a pc it's, it's i thought it was like it's just a building simulator you play on a pc so this is you're actually building computers yeah That's you're cool. building computers and trying to make sure they work right and <laughs> testing them and everything like it may All sound like keep if you're, burning up if you're somebody yeah. who loves building pcs anyway you may not love this game because you're just doing this fake thing of a thing you already do for real. But <laughs> if you don't do that, it's actually pretty fun, mindless sort of. That's not mindless, cool. but oh man, will the power supply support this video card? Oh, every uh, time I play it, I have trouble getting a video card. That's right. Does it? Does the game include dri- having to drive back to Micro Center for another exactly. cable that you don't have? The oh. that weird uh, hard drive cable with the L shape that. I never seem to have enough of. It should have a mini game where you go and fight your neighbor, like fisticuffs with your neighbor to get his two cards he's using for Bitcoin mining when they should be used for video cards. Right. There you go. Yeah. Exactly. We need the whole package. That's DLC. Watch for it. Anyway, those are good. Very That's good. a good pairing. I'm I'm jealous of today's giveaway. Cool. Well, uh, and big thanks to Wesley for sending these over. Let's see who today's special guest is and find out what's their nerd. Welcome to What's Your Nerd, Kevin Chu, a.k.a. Icor. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. Thank you. It's uh, good to have you be part of this. And uh, are you, are you guys now tell us? me yeah, what you told yeah. me before we're is here. your your nerd. What is you? What are you an expert on? Oh, I'm going to do Star Wars. God always brings up the Star Wars Ooh. thing. I, I did his Kickstarter, and he drew a picture of my family. And the picture I sent him was of all of us in Star Wars costumes. Aww. So that's why Scott always says that. Um, <laughs> then, you, then this should be right up your alley. Uh, the narrow-focused Star Wars category that you're getting is the Empire. Oh! Yeah, so he's going to be answering questions about the Empire. And, uh, Scott and whether Brian or not he should predicting... have made that call against that pitcher that one game. Oh, you said empire, not umpire. Okay, got it. <laughs> got it. Right. Yes. I'm sorry for the confusion. Yes, it's okay. Fine. I'm look. I'm Shoot. I'm here to work through things. It's fine. <laughs> uh, all right. So, um, uh, you know, Ryan, and because you're the caller, you're also going to get to uh, decide who goes first. 
Um, and you can also decide who you think is going to win. So questions about the Empire that Icor is going to be uh, getting asked. Who do you think is going to win, Scott or Brian? I think Scott will. Oh, okay. good. I do oh. like the Empire. Big fan of the Empire, uh, of the two factions in Star Wars when I was a kid. The one that I liked the mm-hmm. most was the Empire. There you go. And who you do you like want to go first? Empire best? Mm. Oh, sorry. You asked me who goes first. Yeah, who should go first? Yeah, we'll have Scott go first. Okay. All I'm right. Go Scott first. will go first. Uh, All right. Yeah. Yes. I got to wait for so you. We- <laughs> you got to wait for me. Sorry, I was all okay. excited. Go ahead, Tell can me can how inter- you think he's going to do say, this first. Can I just say something to... Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Darth Vader, that's the answer. Darth Vader. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, All right, Scott. I asked Kevin uh, in the opening crawl, in the original opening crawl, the Galactic Empire is described using what adjective? This is in uh, A New Hope, Star Wars Episode Four, A New Hope. Mm. The Galactic Empire is described using what adjective? Okay, and this is, you didn't give him multiple choice. He just had to know it. I did not give him multiple choice. Did he know? What the answer was? Do you do you have a guess as, as far as uh, what you think the answer is? I don't is? remember. Um, but it, but Icor strikes me <laughs> as something. Failing, the failing Galactic Empire. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, Claire Jack. The fake so news good. empire. Um, yes. Uh, let's go with he'll know it. I don't, but I think he okay. will because he's he he is a real. He says he he acts like he's not, but he's a giant nerd about Star Wars. He is he is a giant nerd. All right, let's see how we how he did. All right. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to guess evil. That's I really really that good. Sure. It's a very good guess, and that would be that would be a logical thing, right? Because they're the evil galactic empire. No, uh, according to the opening crawl in uh, oh. episode four, they are the awesome galactic empire. Oh, what liar! <laughs> Shit! That's right. The awesome Galactic Empire, like like Spicoli wrote that. Is it really? Yeah, the awesome Galactic Empire. I thought you were yanking my chain. You're being for real. Look, back in back in the seventies, seventy eight or six or whatever it was, awesome wasn't. We hadn't ruined that word yet. Oh, that's true. Because it was days we went (laughs) awesome, dude. Yeah, I'm awesome. Like the Galactic Empire. Yeah, it was it was the eighties that ruined that word, not the seventies. So. All right, uh, not the best start, but I, it's okay. of the awesome Galactic Empire. Yeah. Um, all right, so it's uh, Brian's got one, Scott's got zero, but uh, Scott, you get to keep playing. Okay. Uh, I asked uh, Icor, what does the acronym TIE stand for, as in TIE Fighters? Ooh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I don't know this. No. I'm a little surprised how much I don't it know. Sounds that. like Brian knows it, though. Oh. Um,. Or Brian just uh, is, is uh, sitting on attack. Uh, the uh, <laughs> testicle inertia enterprise. No, I have no idea. That's exactly um, right now. Did did I did I know that? <laughs> yeah, that's the question. I'm going to say in this case he didn't. He did not know that. Okay. All right. Let's hear how he did. By the way, the answer is twin ion engine. Is a lot of people in the chat room are saying, "Oh, did you know that, Brian?" Should I, should I ask Thanks for not asking me. Jeez. <laughs> okay. Sorry. <laughs> I do know that. Damn it! It stands for Twin Ion Engine. That's Shit. exactly right. Well done. Uh. Oh, no. <laughs> so it's 2 nothing, Brian. Yeah, I want to win these for him. <laughs> uh, we asked Icor, and this is still with you, Scott. In The Empire Strikes Back, what is the name of Darth Vader's command ship? 
Ooh. Oh. Uh, <laughs> is it the? It's his. It's his little Tie Fighter in the middle there. Right. He's got a well, not a Tie Fighter. It's like his version of the Star Destroyer that doesn't have the. Uh, oh. The big old sticky uppy thing on the back with all the you know right. the radar. Thought you, I thought stuff. you meant the, the the little when he went into the trenches. And fought. Nope. Yeah. I don't think he. I think he only flew. Did he fly in that thing in Empire? I think it was only in uh, A New Hope that uh, you see him in his little Tie Fighter. Oh right! What? But this thing had yeah. the trench yeah, for right. all the you little. Mean, you mean his his pong control that he's doing? Yes, his little Turn pong, dials. pong knob. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up! He's those, not flying that those thing. Those guys, I know all of them. They're all just turning knobs. <laughs> um, but when he's in the ship in Empire, it's the one with the trench where all his little Nazi friends are down in the trench, like in yeah. the in the yeah. ship. Okay, all right. Yes. I'm gonna say, <laughs> I'm gonna say he knows. I'm gonna say he knows. I All don't right. know. And Brian, but... do you know the name of it? The the uh, the Lincoln. I don't know. <laughs> the Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see if Icor knows it. Oh, I should know this. I think I even just read it. Yeah. But I can't recall it. It's like the Dominator or the uh, one of those really powerful sounding words, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was going Dominator, but I don't think that's correct. Joe Dominator, it is. Uh, you were close, and you were on the track, right? You knew it was something tore the Executor. Oh, oh the executor, executor, of course. Or the Executor, uh, if it's like you know, go- right. doling out items from the will. It's like Windows. Are you running an executable so, or are you running an so, executable? See, right. executable. So, so not the CPAP. <clears throat> not the CPAP. <laughs> not the CPAP. No. All right. That's a different Star Wars. That's right. That's okay. <laughs> It's uh, three, three, uh, nothing, uh, Brian. Scott, you keep, you keep. Uh, this has been the easiest. <laughs> I know. I cannot believe how poorly I'm doing. I'm just. This is. Bad. We asked. Uh, we asked Icor. Uh, feeling the element of uh, feeling the element of surprise was wiser. Who foolishly takes the Imperial fleet out of light speed too close to Hoth, oh. alerting the rebels to their presence? That jerk. Uh-huh. Oh. I don't remember his name, but this this is why this but is hard. Does I know. Um, mm, wish I could blame everything on Akbar, but he's a whole movie away. <laughs> That's right. Um, <clears throat> all right. My tendency is to think he doesn't know it, so I'm going to sp- go against what I think because so far I've thought wrong every time. I'm going to say he knows it. All right. Let's see if he knows it. That should be Admiral Ozzel. That is oh. Admiral Ozzel. Very good. Well done, Scott. Finally. Jeez. Louise. Now you figured it out. Go against what you think. Yeah. But then but don't do that twice. Don't <laughs> don't go against what you think by going against what you think. Okay. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, oh, mind man. Trick on you. That's yeah, don't fall for it. Yeah. That's right. Exactly. Like uh, Scott, you keep control. Uh, <clears throat> poor Brian never gets to play. Oh. Yeah. What was the name of the Imperial ship used by the Endor strike team on its mission to disable the shield generator? Oh. Oh, um, <laughs> it's the one with the foldy uppy. Uh, it's the it's an it it's an empire yeah. ship. Um, uh, I have one right over here somewhere, little one. Um, I'm it's gonna cool say I like he, how it folds up. Yeah, those are cool. Um, not incredibly practical, but whatever. They're they're you know uh, they're opulent. That's what they're supposed to be. So opulent. let's say he let's say he knows he oh. knows. 
Okay, you're going to yeah. say he knows? Yeah. Brian, do you know I the know. name of it, by the way? Of course. It's the Eat Your Mama. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Exactly. Yeah, it's the eat your mama. Yeah. Eat your mama. All right. Let's see how he does. It's a Tiberium Orlando class shuttle shuttle Tiberium. I think. I'm giving it to you. Uh, Tiberium with a D. Yep. Oh, a Tiberium a shuttle. Okay. Yep. Uh, or an, or an Ewok. Eat your mama. Yeah. You you, uh, you knew every <laughs> other letter in that. So. <laughs> Maybe I'm confusing with James T. Named Tiberium Kirk. Uh, yeah, Tiberium. <laughs> Tiberium is <laughs> Kirk. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Well done. All right, Scott, uh, closing the gap. Two uh, to three. Brian still has the lead, which means you still get uh, control. Okay. I asked uh, Icor, after Luke escapes from the Carbonite Chamber, Darth Vader is impressed that he overcame his fear. What advice does he give young Skywalker right after that? Because he says, impressive. Yes, that's right. That's right. It's not really right advice, after. though. I mean, no, no, that part's not the advice. I'm trying to remember, right, trying right. to roll it back in my head here. Um, well, some bullshit about you should use it to work with me or something. Um, <laughs> uh, let's say he knows. He knows. Okay. All right. Let's say he knows. Let's see if he knows. Um, let's see. Somebody tosses the lightsaber at him. The say something about overconfidence maybe no no i can't remember that one that is release your anger even even when you say it it doesn't sound familiar (laughs) i don't feel bad not knowing that one there you go it's time to go back and watch empire again (laughs) i feel bad not knowing he did not know that one that's what I feel. I feel <laughs> you feel bad to be of too much credit for. Oh, I was sure. I don't, okay. I don't know why I thought he'd know that one, but all right. So don't don't catch lightsabers on the wrong end. I no. thought that's what he said, but I guess that's good too. Oh, see, that's very good advice. Yeah, yeah exactly. All right. Well, uh, Scott, you still have control. Um, <laughs> we asked Icor. The SLD twenty six shield generator is featured in the original trilogy to protect what exactly? Give me that name one more time. Sure. The SLD-26 shield generator. Okay. Featured in the original trilogy, and it protects what? Ooh. Ooh. (laughs) Brian, do you know this? Of course. Who wouldn't know this? You can say it. What is it? It's the rebel base on Hoth, I think. But what do you say, Brian? (laughs) You're a moron. I don't know. <laughs> um, it's actually not. It's actually the uh, the the second Death Star. It's the, oh, uh, the oh, Lando oh. has to fly into the the center and destroy. Okay, but would he know did Icor know that? Yeah, is the question. Did he know that. Uh... And if you get this wrong, Brian wins because he'll have five points. I and mean, he wouldn't have done anything. I worked. Better. I worked really hard. <laughs> I deserve the win. Oh, I'm try- I'm actually a little confused about that. So on the ones I got wrong, Brian gets a point. And then the ones I got right, I get a point. You get a point. But when exactly. does Brian get control again? But I'm always uh, only when he's only losing. when yeah only. Oh, only if he's ahead. Uh, not in the lead. Yeah. So the person, the person who's not in the lead always has control. Gotcha. Okay. Because I thought that would be a really fun way to like keep it <laughs> back and forth, and I uh, never, I never foresaw, never, uh, foresaw. <laughs> Trouncing. Yeah. This, uh... <laughs> yeah, time to we gotta patch that. They need the hot fix. Um all yes, right. Exactly. Yeah. Let's go with um 
Uh, let's say oh, he, maybe well maybe before you say anything, maybe we make it so that when it's game point, the person who could win uh, has to be the one who answers. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. Yeah, since yeah. this is game point. Brian right. gets to answer. Oh, okay, okay, he okay. Needs to earn. He needs well, I to totally earn wasn't. I totally wasn't listening. Did you have a question? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yes, we did. Uh, the, the SLD-26 chill generator is featured in the original trilogy to protect what exactly? Oh, he totally knows this. All right. All right. That's what I was going to say. He does. I think he's going to get it. It's going to either be the Ripple base on Hoth or the Death Star on Endor. So I don't know which one. No. Or I could be wrong on both counts, but I will guess uh, the Death Star 2 on Endor. You chose correctly. Wow. Well done. Yeah, the second Death Star is uh, protected by the, the SLD 26. Wow. Like they had 25 in for the win. before that. Is one. <laughs> the other 25 shields? 25 shield uh, mm. versions before that. Well, yeah, exactly. you know, you gotta, you gotta iterate before you can perfect. <laughs> it's model model 26. Yeah, that Did makes that sense. work? Nope. So now because he got that right... Yeah, that means Brian won the game. That means Brian yeah. won. Boom! Don't 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 sound so disappointed, Ibit. I'm disappointed for for Ryan in Wisconsin who doesn't get these awesome games. Yeah, That's I feel bad true. about that. That's Ryan, true. are you uh, you holding up all right over there with your with your decision to back me? And you, do you still like me? Okay. Oh yeah. You know what? <laughs> Let's do this. Wait wait wait. wait. Well, what were what were the games? What were the games? We have two. <laughs> We talked about the games at the beginning, PC I, building simulator and I'll, essential I'll, Odyssey. Uh, let, me, let me see if I still have that one. I got that. Got well, both of those in the humble bundle this month, so I can just. Here's what I'm planning on doing. I'm gonna yeah. let. We have two more questions that never got asked. Oh. If Ryan predicts either one of those correctly, <gasps> if he predicts oh, whether Icor gets it right, then uh, then he wins the games. How's that? Okay. I like that. Okay. I like cool. that. All, All right. right. All right. So this is for Ryan. Uh, I asked. Uh, Icor, before using James Earl Jones, George Lucas originally wanted what movie legend to provide the voice for Darth Vader? Did uh, Icor know who George Lucas originally wanted for the voice of Darth Vader? What do you the answer think, is Jimmy Stewart, but whatever. <laughs> Not Jimmy Stewart. Watch the those plans, Princess Leia. I'm gonna blow up your. I'm gonna blow up your damn planet. I'll do it. I'll do it. I love all these bad guesses in the chat. Steve Gutenberg, Michael Jackson. So what do you say? Uh, so far, nobody's actually gotten it in the chat room. Mm. So uh, Ryan, do you think do you think uh, Icor got this one right? I think he did. Okay, okay. he's saying yes. So if he get that right, you win. No, out of the loss, you've now created a win. If he doesn't get it right, you don't win. He's got one more chance. Yes, yeah. exactly. Or no, he has one more chance because we have one another more chance, question. Because I have two questions. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So many bad choices. Right. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of a lot of funny answers you could come up with for this one. Yeah, I don't know. I can only give you a joke answer, so I'll say uh, Michael Caine. No, no, it's a great answer. <laughs> Give me those plans. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, Orson Orson Welles. He will wear no Darth Vader before it's time. What Orson is Welles. that real? That's real. Yep. Oh my gosh! They dodged a bullet there. That's yeah, terrible. Yeah, exactly. All right. So you didn't win from that question. You got one last question. 
I asked uh, Ikor, what foolish soldier of the Empire taunts Darth Vader for his sorcerer's ways and devotion to that ancient religion, only to find himself getting choked out by the Sith Lord? Mm. Did uh, did Ikor know the answer to that one? We'll try it the other way and say he didn't. <laughs> All right, let's see. If we're going to say he didn't it know that one. And try that. That worked for me once or twice in this game. So let's see how it goes. Yep. Yeah. All right. Let's see how he did. Oh, uh, this one I should know, and I can't recall it either. <laughs> Admiral Dumbass. Admiral <laughs> <laughs> Dumbass. It's pronounced Dumas. Uh, no, it's uh, General Mahdi. <laughs> Mahdi. Yeah, that's Mahdi. it. Congratulations, uh, uh, Ryan. We turned a loss into a win for you. you winner, win. winner, chicken dinner. Yep, you no, win. Close. Well done. Also, that last answer made me freaking laugh, Icor. Well done. <laughs> uh, that means you've won. That uh, You get the stuff, and all you got to do to collect it is send the email to Brian Ebb at Coverville at gmail.com, mm-hmm. and he will uh, he will hook you up. I like how that turned out uh, a lot I better do too. than where it was yeah, headed. Yeah. And for those who are going to write in and go, well, if there's no way of losing, then what's the point of having the game? No, he still could have lost. He still could have yeah, lost. He still could have lost. Yeah, we just gave him a little last minute lightning round business. And, because uh, really, you know, when you think about it, it's predicting whether or not somebody gets something right. Actually, predicting whether or not one of two people is going to be able to predict whether or not somebody right. gets something right yeah. is a pretty it's a pretty tall order. So uh, yeah. it's it's more to to just make sure he gets a prize. Well, I'm just thrilled that he won. So coverville@gmail.com. Congratulations, Ryan, and well done. And we hope to see you in a future version of the game. Hey, Brian Dunaway, uh, what's up with hey, you? Hey, Scott Johnson. Listen to this, man. You did uh, an amazing uh, one fourth of film sack this last weekend, and if that wasn't enough. Tomorrow night at 3.30 Mountain Time, 5.30 Eastern, he and I will sit down and do a boop show. And and that's important because we have games to discuss. So looking forward to that. Is there anything you want to say about that or anything else you got coming up? Happy 500th anniversary episode. 500 episodes on Film Sack. We did uh, did Expendables 3. So be sure to check it out. Absolutely love doing the Film Sack podcast. You guys also... Uh, about to head out and get me some Reese's Pieces. Oh, so, so hey, yeah. look at that! Yeah, that's pretty Make good. Sure you get a uh, get a get a plate full of chorizo. Chorizo. Well. <laughs> uh, by the way, five hundred years ago, if we did one episode per year, so that we had <laughs> five hundred years. <laughs> I love these. Okay, yes. What would be the math on that? Let's see. I guess we just do the minus here, right? Be, yeah, 15, yeah 20. 15, 20. Yeah, 20, right. 21 minus 5. Is that right 15, in the middle of the... 15, 21. You're yep, right. 15, Is that the 21. last big plague we had? Does that sound right? Well, let's find out. So in the year... Hold on. This is fun. 15, 15 21, 21. Crap that happened. Uh, what happened? <laughs> okay. Big stuff in Mexico. Here's the year. Uh, let's see. Mm-hmm. Okay. We got... Uh, Let's look from January to June. <laughs> Pope <laughs> Leo X uh, excommunicated Martin Luther. That was a big deal. That Protestant, uh, Protestantism pretty much flowered from that. Uh, mm-hmm. The Diet of Worms began. Uh, I don't know what the hell that is. And uh, also, I'm let's scared see. of worms, Roxanne. I'm scared of worms. Yep. Uh, let's see. And the first mass in the Philippines was ever held. So we were busy trying to populate the world, you know, go around and make everybody our bitch. Um, that is to say, <laughs> right? Yeah, Spain, uh, Italy. But anyway, yeah. So, uh, 500 episodes of Film Sack go all the way back to when uh, Pope Leo the Tenth 
Got rid of Martin Luther King Jr. No, that's not how it worked at all. <laughs> Brian Dunaway, have a fantastic... And Gary from Lantronics was born. <laughs> yes, Gary from Lantronics. He can tell the tale. Find him on the Started tab pool Started working Lantronics. Yeah, real about it. Uh, have a good week, and I'll see you tomorrow for that show. And uh, kiss our butts. All right. He's see you, Brian. All right. Uh, let's see. Yeah. We have time for one news story, I think. Yeah, good. Because we've been sitting on this one forever. Yeah, we got to get this one out. So here's this. It's a quick bit of news brought to you by... Brought to you by Soundography, where Hammond and I take a look at a band called Ryan Shoop and the Rubber Band. Never heard of them? Neither had I. But they're good. They're really good. And they have a great song. Oh, yeah, they're local to you, Scott. Yeah, my daughter's favorite face. band growing up was Ryan Shoop and the Rubber Band. Carter, she's a little embarrassed now because she doesn't think they're that great. But when she was growing up, went to all their concerts, bought all their really? albums. Loved oh, that's these cool. guys. Yeah. Did she sing great. about? Uh, did she sing their song "Beer Run"? Yeah, she sang "Beer Run" every day. No, she didn't sing and, that one. And "Corn Dog" and, and all that. Anyway, Ryan Shoop, it's awesome, and uh, it's it's our featured uh, artist today on Soundography. Go listen, Soundography.com. Yeah, very popular local band. That's cool. Um, <clears throat> all right, quick story here about a thing that we've been holding on for too long. It's got to get out there. It's our it's our duty to let the world know. <laughs> duty. Our fir- the first preserved dinosaur butthole <laughs> is perfect and unique, says paleontologists. Mm, perfect yeah. and unique dinosaur butthole. Yes, this butthole is not only perfect, but also rather unique, they said. Mm-hmm. The first dinosaur butthole ever discovered is shedding light on <laughs> where the sun don't shine. The discovery reveals how dinosaurs use this multi-purpose opening, scientifically what? known as the, the, <laughs> the cloacal vent. Is what they was call it, it just was it multiple? Oh, okay, never mind. Yeah, I guess yeah, we're yeah. getting an answer to that. You got for it's for the pooping, it's for the peeing, and it's for the breeding, and it's also for the lady folk, the egg laying. So you yeah. get all this stuff coming so out. So it's of actually that one it's, hole. it's 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 a it's a uh, it's an all in one device, kind of like my scanner printer fax machine. Yeah, yes, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is kind of a problem. If one part breaks, then they all break, right? Right, exactly. Which is I don't see any dinosaurs around. Do you? I'm just saying, maybe they're. Oh, there you go. It's ex- exactly right. They tried to save money on that all-in-one unit, and yeah, uh, yep. and you see what happens. Take it back they didn't to buy Staples. The extended warranty. Exactly. Tell tell the guy at Staples you don't want it anymore. Uh, the dinosaur derriere is so well preserved, researchers could see the remnants of two bulges in its back in its back door, which might have been uh, made of housed musky scent glands <laughs> that the reptile possibly used during courtship. Hey, baby. Check out my musky scent. Check out gland. my cloacal vent. Yeah, look at my vent. Uh, the anatomical quirk uh, also seen in living uh, crocodiles. So this is a thing we see there. Mm. Although the dinosaur's caboose shares some characteristics with the backsides of living creatures, it also is a one of a kind. The atom- uh, anatomy is unique. It made a weird noise. I didn't know where that came from. Uh, <clears throat> the study leads ser- uh, researcher Jacob Venther a uh, paleobiologist at the University of Bristol in the United Kingdom, told Live Science, it doesn't quite look like the opening on, on birds, which is the closest living relatives to dinosaurs. It does look a bit like the back opening of a crocodile, he says, but in a different, and in some ways, quote, its own cloaca, shaped, uh, sorry, shaped in its perfect, unique way, says Venther. <sighs> cloaca, by the way, I got corrected on the pronunciation. Cloaca. Cloacal vent. Cloacal vent. Cloacal vent. Luke, just shoot a couple proton torpedoes down the cloacal vent and let's get out of here. 
Woohoo! Blow this thing and let's go home. <laughs> I'm glad you threw the woohoo in there. That's good. Yeah. There you go. That's a little. Uh... <laughs> Uh, anyway, it sets a little bit more of the stage, a little bit more of the mind theater going on. The uh, just so we so give them proper credit here, the well preserved bo- uh, preserved booty hole uh, belongs to the dinosaur. Pis- okay, this is going to be tr- tough. Pistacacaracus. Uh, yeah, the only you just don't pronounce the p. The Psittacosaurus. There we go. I don't like that one. I like Psittacosaurus butts, and I cannot lie. <laughs> it's well preserved. I can't deny. <laughs> When a girl walks in with a cloacal Van Dyke, get sprung! (laughs) 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 Cloacal Van. That's fun to say, Cloacal Van. It is. It totally is, yeah. Anyway, this is a Labrador sized, not even that big, Labrador sized horn faced dinosaur. Uh, It was a relative of the Triceratops, its most famous trihorn cousin. It lived during the Cretaceous period, which lasted from 145 million to 65 million years ago. So there you go. Best butthole we ever nice. got. <laughs> this is better, better than all the other buttholes. No butthole has compared. But what we'll compare is this fine music Brian's about to play as we take a break. And when we come back, we'll spend some time with Bill, a little time with Steven. I have a question to ask him before we get into all this freaking WandaVision business. And uh, stick around for that, because that's going to be great. Brian, why don't you play Ooh, something for can't us? can't wait. Yeah. Yes, uh, a, a duo named Smith and Burroughs. It sounds like either like a like a ink I used to buy at art school, mm-hmm. expensive ink. Like, oh, I need to go get another jar of Smith and Burroughs. Dang it, it means I'm not going to be able to eat for a week. <laughs> um, or a fancy steak restaurant. Yeah, yeah, or like a I don't know, like a like a auction house Offer, or an auction house, right? Yeah, yeah. Smith and Burroughs. Yes. Anyway, they have a brand new album called "Only Smith and Burroughs Is Good Enough." <laughs> <laughs> coming out February 19th on uh, PIS recordings. Uh, love these guys. They do some great, some great covers. They did a cover of uh, uh, wonderful life by an artist named black from the UK and um, uh, a cover of Yaz's only you. These guys are awesome. They're really, really good. Here's the brand new track. I want you back in my life from their brand new album coming out later this month. <laughs> It was April, it was April and there was snow I went for a long, long walk Thoughts running around my head, they go How I don't feel no love anymore But then I can't feel my toes So what the hell do I know? Why does time move so slow? Get me out of this humble Too much of me or myself and I'm too horrible Get seen dead with me, then you're in trouble. 
my safety word. By the way, that was Brack from the Brack show here. Yeah. <laughs> there was a scene where his face oh, was... Oh, sandwich! <laughs> his face was blown off or something. I can't remember what happened, but he had to find his face. It was great. He's got time to watch the Brack show. Oh, yeah. Those things are like 10 minutes long. They're great. Yeah, that's true. He's Stick them on in the background, do other work. It's it's the perfect uh, side watch at the moment for me. Anyway, see, I got to focus. I got to focus on things like Parasite with all the words down there. And I yeah, got to focus yeah, on. You can't, exactly. You can't put that on the background because it's like reading. There's reading that needs to be done, but not yeah. with the Brack show. Right. And then the you the, barely the, need to watch the Brack show. The WandaVision, you gotta pay attention to that. Lots of paying attention involved with that one. Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll get around to it. I get it. I get it. Thanks, man. Thanks for understanding. Mm-hmm. Um, Excellent. I'm there for you. Thanks. Punishprops.com <laughs> coming in. Owned by one chinbeard slash Bill Duran. Uh, he'll be here shortly. And we'll be talking right after this button here. Your bat cave's open there, Bill. Bill Duran, what is up? How are you? He is from PunishProps.com, and he joins us on Mondays, talks about the world of makers making things. It involves everything from foam smithing to 3D printing to everything in between. Bill, welcome and hello. Good morning, friends. Sorry, my cat's making a racket over there. Oh, I wondered about this. It's a cat, is it? Like stringing it? Like uh, uh, Yeah. No, he's... He's, He's making, making a fort racket. out of uh, paper. Is he using cat like gut? <laughs> <laughs> is that what they... That's not a... That's for a violins or something, isn't it? What is it, what is it? I think so, yeah. Oh, okay. I, I can't remember. Yeah, I don't remember either. But here, here's a... At one point for tennis racket strings. Maybe now, not. Here's, a, here's my quick comment about cats. Last night at about 8.30, we're about to put the dogs to bed. All right, put them in their 
<clears throat> their little sleeper kennels and be done with it. And uh, the cat barfed. Blech! Just mm-hmm. a big old barf in the middle of the yes, room, and no one knew about it, except for uh, uh, Ripley. Ellen Ripley, the dog, sees it and decides, that looks good, and went over there oh, and yeah. ate it. Okay? So then she ate the cat's barf, and then we put her in her kennel, and she immediately barfed up the cat barf with her own barf oh, in her no. kennel. <laughs> I felt like it was never going to end. It felt like this chain reaction that had been started that wasn't going to end until the universe collapsed on itself. It was awful. So mm. don't let your dog eat cat barf, because then they'll probably barf, which will make your daughter want to barf. And yeah, it's already making me want to barf. I better put my headphones down. I'll be right back. <laughs> and when you have, look, when you've got 15-year record going for the last time you barfed, you don't want to be put in the situation where you may barf. So, right, right. so take it from me, a 15-year barf veteran. Don't <laughs> let your dogs barf. Okay. Perfect. Hey, Bill, uh, it's good to have you here. Let's get uh, right into it. What do you got for us this week? Sure. Um, this week, I want to talk about prop collecting. Uh, last week, uh, over on our YouTube channel, I made a video going over my collection of Skyrim props, mm. of which I have many. <laughs> so I, uh, I have props that I've made. I have props that other people have made. I have some props that other people built and then I painted. Pretty cool. Uh, some of my favorites. I have Keening. I don't know if you guys remember the dagger Keening. <laughs> but I also have the... Uh, the um, normal steel axe. It's one of my favorite ones. Uh, and I even have a sweet roll from Skyrim, believe it or not. Oh, man. You it made a prime sweet roll? Yeah. Uh, friend, it, my friend Leah made it and gave it to me. It's at, really At great. the time, awesome. back in those days, at the time, um, when, when the game was new in 2011, it had some of the best rendered food in video games. It looked oh, yeah. great. Yeah. Still to this day, actually, still looks pretty good. A little low poly. There's some mods that you can make the food look better now, but... Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, Skyrim was known for like really quality food items in the, rem- back in 2011. <laughs> I remember someone went and collected all the cheese wheels and then like threw them down a hill or something. We could just <laughs> oh yeah, that was a, that was a thing, wheels. right? Or oh, I, I remember yes. doing that with the ha- the housing in the game. You could just fill your house up with cheese wheels. That was like the popular yes. thing to do. Yeah, and then you would shout, and they would all go flying everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Go, Makes me wish I would have lasted longer in that game than you know than two hours before I said ah yeah this oh, isn't too bad. Look Brian, good game. Like your like cheese. your like your honeymoon. Skyrim Girl, takes time to sort of you know you have to like give it the time. <laughs> Wait, do we have that? Do we have that audio on film set? <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a it's a hell of a thing. The game endures, and uh, clearly, if you're a if you're a prop collector uh, and you like Skyrim, there's no shortage of stuff you could have on your wall. So oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So I uh, I was digging through my, I have quite a collection of props and stuff from lots of different things. And I turns out I have a pretty good, um, let's say, a set of Mass Effect stuff, right? I also have a pretty good set of Fallout stuff. And I have four or five, don't quite know, uh, Blade Runner guns. <laughs> so I've got oh. a bunch of different little sets of props i think that's pretty cool especially if you have a favorite thing that you want to collect all of the things of so if you have a favorite show or movie or game you could go out and try and collect a bunch of different props from that that property and make Mm -hmm. your own neat little collection uh so i figured i'd go over a couple of different types of props you can look for and then you know where to go find them cool Uh, it's not all all weapons right like that's not everything yeah oh yeah yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
not and not all props are created equal. So, for example, right, you can go get a replica of a prop. If you're gonna, if you want to get something from your favorite TV show, the the best way to do it is to get something that someone else has made that looks like the prop from the movie, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there are various qualities you can get out of a replica, and you need to decide how much you care about that. So. The, the sort of gold standard is to get something that looks screen accurate, right? So if I want a, uh, the blaster from Blade Runner and I want it to look just like the one from the movie, I want one that is screen accurate. Mm. Uh, now, screen accurate may not be what you're after. Because I'm here to tell you, some movies made props that on screen look really, really bad. Yeah. So, for example... Ripley's flamethrower, mm. right? They have the actual screen used prop in the uh, sci-fi museum in Seattle. And it looks like someone made it in about 20 minutes. <laughs> right. Well, cause I think Ripley made it in about 20 minutes. Right, like she, exactly. You know, stuck this thing on there and like a laser on the yeah. front or something. Or- mm. So you could go out and try and get a perfectly screen accurate version of that flamethrower. And it'll look like a two by four that someone glued a bunch of stuff to and then spray painted gray. Right. You could get that. Or you could say, Hey, I want an idealized version of this prop. Right. I want someone to like put in the thought and make a really cool looking screen screen, uh, flamethrower that looks like the one in the movie right oh my gosh um, you are so right that thing is garbage yeah yeah uh, it's i'm looking yeah. at the original that's a terrible <laughs> i mean it was all dark in there and it helped because we didn't pay attention to the details but that's, that's all they needed for the shot too you know yeah <laughs> so i've been to that museum by the way and see how that thing's oh, so amazing yeah so yeah you keep an eye out for stuff that are screen accurate you may have to do your do your own research to see how just how quote accurate it is but if that's your your holy grail then that's uh one path you can take another path you can take is to find something that is screen used so we're talking something that was actually in the movie or tv show Mm. Uh, now i make stuff for video games usually so there's no such thing as a screen used prop unless they made let's say they made a book for mist right they actually made a real prop for Mist. Now, no one's going to get let me get my hands on that. They only made one. Sure. <laughs> so I have to make my own Mist book, which I did. Yeah. But for TV and movies, it is possible to buy stuff that were, was made in the movie. Do you think you always uh, have to do you always have to do something that is in a recognizable space? In other words, like let's say you're a giant Barney Miller fan and you find that <laughs> you found an old typewriter that Barney Miller used on screen. No one mm-hmm. else is ever going to look at that and go, oh, you have the Barney Miller typewriter? Right. Like, no one's yeah, going to do exactly. that. So, And so, I'm, here to, I'm here to tell you, Scott, that is not true. Someone else <laughs> on the internet is going to get way more excited about that, and they're going to buy it. They're going to outbid you on eBay for it. Mm, <laughs> I'm here to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's a good point. And I guess that's the neat thing about collecting in this age is this shared this, the shared interest is a lot easier to find. Yeah, than, than it yeah. was back in the day. Because if you were in the 80s and you had that typewriter and you showed it to your neighbor, he's not going to know or care. Like, right, right. Oh, big deal. So so anyway, uh, if you're looking for stuff that actually came out of a movie or, excuse me, or a TV show, um, a big distinction would be to find something that is a hero prop or a stunt prop. So the stunt prop, there's probably more of them. They probably aren't as good of a quality, but they made extras so that they don't break the hero prop now hero props let's say the uh hero uh blaster from blade runner 
usually only one or two of those. In fact, there's only one of those, and it is accounted for. Uh, so you're probably not going to find... It's hard to find hero stuff, but stunt stuff sometimes look really, really great, and uh, you can get your hands on them. A lot of times, too, you'll find something that like came out of a production mold. So it wasn't used on screen, but it was cat like a stunt pistol, let's say. Like, I have a stunt pistol from the original Battlestar Galactica that came out of a... It wasn't used on screen, but it did come out of a mold from the show, which is kind of cool. Mm. So it still has some lineage to the show. Sure. That's cool. Uh, and then sometimes promotional costumes and props and vehicles are made. So I know they made several Batmobiles for TV commercials. Right. Um, so they weren't used in the, sh- the movie. They weren't made out of a production mold, but they were made by the production to promote the movie or something. So that's something else that pops out a lot as well to keep your ear to the ground. Mm. Now, where do you go to buy this stuff? That's yeah. the tricky thing. Where do you yeah, go to buy it? Because you stuff? scared us all off with the whole, well, be on eBay. You'll get outbid. So where do we find <laughs> it if we can't get it? So if you uh, if you want to look generally for just props, the replica prop forum is a really great place for it. They have a section called the Junkyard. You do need to be a member in good standing to be able to participate in the Junkyard. But that's a great place for where people will, like, let's say they get a part that you might need. They'll, they'll make a mold and sell a run of copies. Or they'll sell a run of a full a full prop that you could get uh, a casting of, let's say. Uh, and sometimes people sell their their screen used props and stuff there too, which is really cool. So that's the replica prop for them. Uh, and then the prop store, which I've talked about here before, they sell screen used props mm. and promotional stuff and all sorts of things. And they're selling stuff all the time, but occasionally they have these big auctions with tons of really good stuff. Uh, so their website, just look up Prop Store. You'll find them. They have a lot of really great stuff. And you'll find that it's not just guns and swords. Mm. You can get, like, printed money from movies. Mm. You can get clothing. You can get um, all sorts of wacky things that you forget that they have to make for a movie. Yeah. My, the money so stuff, you, my, my son bought a big wad of money. It's supposed to look like ten grand or something. Mm-hmm. But it basically looks like... Just a big wad of folded over and then elastic band um, money, yeah, and yeah. it looks legit. Until you look like, closer, and yeah, yeah right. you'd have to open or, it to see how fake it is. But on the outside, it looks as real as any money you've ever held. It's really wow. cool. Yeah, and you can get fictional money that way too, because they make cash for you know Firefly or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so those those places are really fantastic to look for stuff. Um, and then Etsy and eBay, eBay more for like not stuff that people made themselves Etsy more for stuff that people made themselves. But um, those two places are a lot more chaotic, let's say, but you just got to kind of have custom searches saved to keep an eye out for the things you're looking for. Is there, is there like a decent market where somebody who's, who's really good at at designing props and has a 3d printer and can kind of churn these things out on demand. Is there like a demand on Etsy where you can say, Oh yeah, blade runner gun. Sure. Uh, have that for you in two weeks and they can just go and then churn one out or uh... yeah well i think a lot of times um there are a lot of 3d artists i follow several 3d artists that will model stuff for mm-hmm. um you know people to print their own prop at home right um and if you're taking that on as like a commission i could decide oh you want me to uh model you a blade runner gun it's gonna take me two weeks and two weeks of work for me is would be a lot more than someone could afford to mm-hmm. buy one 3D model, but <laughs> you I have could, to ask. You can't afford Bill, mm-hmm. yeah. right? Mm-hmm. But I could say, you know what? I'm not going to charge this guy for my 3D modeling because I think enough people will buy it to make up for that cost, mm-hmm. right? 
Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a decision you can make as a, as a 3D modeling artist as far as whether or not it's worth it. I know a lot of people will have a, a lot of 3D artists will run a Patreon as well. People can jump in and oh, yeah. that's, get that some models that and then you, Right. Pay for the, help pay for the time it takes to make the thing and then right. everybody gets a prop at the end. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. 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 That's and that's awesome. if you want to, again, if you want to make uh, the pieces for your collection yourself, which is most of my collection. Most mm-hmm. of my collection are things I made myself. Well, so that brings up a big question to me. If you're, you're like you and you've got all this stuff and somebody says, man, I'm a huge Skyrim fan, but I don't make swords. But I do make uh, whatever other thing that you're interested in. Let's just say it was a gun from a movie and you just didn't have the time or the wherewithal to make it. Can makers, are there like Reddit pages where makers are like doing trade? Where you guys can yeah, say, there, yeah, a lot of trading goes on, especially um, if I have a mold and I can cast stuff. Mm-hmm. So um, I've done lots and lots of trades with my friends. Most of the blank resin castings I have are from friends, and we traded. I had my Ray Blaster, uh, which is the mold still kind of works. It's mm-hmm. kind of falling apart, but for like a year or two, that was kind of my um, my currency. So if a friend had a prop I wanted. I'd be like, hey, man, I'll uh, I'll trade you a Ray Blaster kit if you send me a helmet kit of your thing. And we would trade. <laughs> no money had to exchange hands. We just I just cool. run some resin through my molds and they do the same thing and we trade. So a lot of that happens as well. Yeah, that sounds <clears throat> sounds perfectly uh, reasonable way to get your deal done between two. Yeah. So also, though, if you if you have a thing and you want to trade it to someone and they are not interested, that's fine. Don't give a gruff for that. Maybe. Maybe they don't think your prop is very good, and that's fine. Yeah. I'm just saying. No, I don't want your Nuka-Cola bottle. Thank you very much. Yeah. yeah. Um, or someone may not feel that it's a fair trade if, if the thing they made is very complicated and yours is very simple. Just keep that in mind sure, when you're sure. going to trade. People may not feel like it's worth it. Or people may say, you know what? I, I could really just use the money. I'm not interested in trading. That's fine, too. Yeah. Well, I hope everybody out there finds... Uh, what they're looking for and put it all on your wall and show it off and be cool. All right. That's what we're saying. Mm -hmm. Uh, Bill, a bonus link this week. Absolutely. My buddy, Jimmy Duress had a fun little project. He made these disposable utility knives over on his YouTube channel. Um, Basically, uh, whenever you're casting stuff, you usually end up with a little bit of extra resin in the cup. And if you have a mold, you can dump it in and make something useful out of it. That resin won't go to waste. So he made a little mold that he can put, a um a, a razor blade in and then dump extra resin in the mold to capture that blade and make it into a handle oh, so yeah, he made a bunch that. of disposable uh utility knives just out of spare material right yeah looks really uh, sturdy and then he's got too. these looks like throwaway could... knives he can just leave around the shop for wherever he needs them yeah look like you could i mean they look super sturdy like mm-hmm. like you you would not only these are throwaway sure once the, the the blade dulls but pretty pretty hefty while you're using them that's cool yeah and the best part is just uh that you can make it from materials you were gonna waste anyway yeah yeah that's that's awesome uh very cool go check that's that out that's cool. uh we talked about him before it was jimmy Durest on uh on uh, youtube and of course mm-hmm. punishprops.com as well as the youtube channel and I think he's a good follow on Twitter. So go follow him as Chinbeard on Twitter. Bill, right. have a fantastic week and may your Skyrim props never end. Bye now. <laughs>
I sure wish that uh, Jimmy Durasto would figure out some way to let people know when he creates something that it's his. You know, right. It's, I don't. Yeah. I feel like that guy's missing out on an opportunity every time he doesn't have his name on stuff. So, <laughs> exactly. you know, maybe maybe print it in giant letters on the side of things or something. I don't know. <laughs> maybe do that. Yeah. Uh, okay. Here comes everyone. A chance for me to feel bad about not watching a thing again. Hands, hands on your mute buttons, folks. Yep. <laughs> I think we're going to talk a bit about a thing, and I don't yeah. care about spoilers, so I'm I'm totally yeah. open to whatever discussion we want to have. But before we do any of that, we have to do this. Steven. Joining us, he does as he does rather every Monday morning. Uh, Steven Schleicher, all the way from Majorspoilers.com, joins us now. Steven, before we get cranking here, I got a question for you. All right. Okay. Uh, well, more I've of got a, a question for you too. But okay. go ahead and ask yours first. More, more of a statement. So last night I had a really hard time sleeping. Don't know why. This is this is a weird thing. So about guilt. Uh, I'm going to guess guilt. <laughs> <laughs> no guilt. But about one a.m., my wife reaches over for no reason and scratches my back. I'm facing away from her. She reaches over and just goes ee, 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 scratches my back. It was probably just her in her sleep. She doesn't even remember doing it, but she did it. Mm-hmm. It woke me up and it startled me. And as a result, I couldn't sleep for the rest of the freaking night. <laughs> so wow. So from like 1 a.m. until like now, you had like hours of nothing to do. Right. I could have watched it. <laughs> You're right. I could have watched it. when I, But I never do that because I'm always like, I got to lay here until I fall asleep. So here's yeah. what I thought about instead. And I just wanted to throw this at you and then we'll get into the we'll get into WandaVision. Um, I was thinking a lot about Batman because I am reading a ton of DC stuff right now. Yeah. And uh, loving most of it. I, I just finished the whole Black Label series, the various books they did. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. They're like dark reimaginings or whatever. Yeah, the one with uh, Batman's wiener in it. The one with Batman's wiener in it. It also had um, the, the one with uh, the Harley Quinn one. Uh-huh. I think the whole series is called Harleen. Yep. I can't that one's say, really good. I can't say the guy's name because I can't pronounce it, but the artist, he both wrote and did the art. He's mm-hmm. freaking great, that guy. Anyway... I loved that. I really, really enjoyed it and uh, loved them all, actually. And by the time I was done, this hit me. So this is the thought that hit me while I have Batman on the brain. He is sometimes referred to as Batman and then oftentimes referred to as the Batman. Mm -hmm. So when people say, what's happened here? The Batman showed up and did a thing. No one ever says the Superman showed up. They Mm -hmm. only say Superman showed up. And then I thought, well, what other example in comics do we give them the before their name? The, the shadow, the question, the green arrow. Those are all ones I thought. Well, the green arrow is iffy. You sometimes get that. But the other the two are good examples. Spider-Man. Right. That's now, only if you throw amazing in there. Nobody says the Spider-Man. Yeah, true, no true, one says true. the Spider-Man. But they do say the, the Wolverine. The Hulk. The Hulk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. But the uh, Wolverine gets it all the time. And it occurred to me that the reason I don't know that- about gets it all the time. There was just one movie called the Wolverine, but I don't even think like, uh, you know, I guess when he introduced himself on the cover of that Hulk issue, it was the Wolverine. But even in like the X-Men titles, they never called him oh, the Wolverine. Go see if the Wolverine uh, can fly the, uh, the Blackbird. Today. Well, it's mostly whenever I see it, like I read Old Man Logan and there was a lot of that in there. But it was, oh, was there? Okay. but it was mostly people that weren't tied to the organizations he worked with. It would be like some guy out in the street going, look, it's the Wolverine kind of thing. Kind of like they would say, look, it's the Batman. And so my sure. thinking is, yeah. I have a theory about this, that mm-hmm. most of the time the reason you see the the Batman and not the Aquaman is because 
Batman and Wolverine are both uh, almost objectified. They are turned into darker, angrier, mysterious, um, kind of messed up characters. Mm-hmm. And it's when you say the, it it fits. But if I said the Superman, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't sound right because I don't think the personality fits. And so I just think more often than not, if you're going to put a the in front, it's because they're dark. And it works somehow. It's some weird psychological thing humans do. And I can't quite well, put I mean, my finger on it. Three-fourths of the Fantastic Four are the thing, the human torch, the invisible woman. Yeah, but, see, those that, aren't dark but that works because those are descriptors. You're saying the human torch, okay, the, gotcha. invisible, the woman, invisible woman. Okay. Right? Like if her name was Invisible Woman, mm-hmm. uh, you might still do it. I don't know. I, I know what know. you're saying, though. Right? It adds. Okay. But if you're yeah. like, if you're like, you know, and the Hulk makes sense because the Hulk again is a descriptor. It doesn't have a final word mm-hmm. in it, but it's the the word Hulk means it's the Hulk. Like, I don't know. It's hard to explain. But it seems no, like I, it's see always, where, I see where it's coming from. Yeah, and I don't know why I got so obsessed with it. But for the rest of the night, it's all I could think of. So now mm-hmm. I have I have jettisoned my pack. I vented my cochlear, whatever we said earlier. This is my Whoa. cochlear vent. <laughs> I have let it all out of my head, and now I don't have to think about it anymore is what I'm saying. All right. So just uh, just kind of a follow-up. Yeah. Uh, in January 1933, one Jerry Siegel wrote a short story for a fanzine called Science Fiction, The Advanced uh, Guard of Future Civilization Number 3. And in that, his short story was called The Reign of the Superman. Mm. Mm. Okay. And then, uh, you know, a few years later, five years later, he would uh, put the Superman into a comic book. Right. Interesting. See, that's right. interesting because I would have never thought that. When I look for, when I type, when I Google search or DuckDuckGo search, either one, I search for the Superman. All results say Superman because no one thinks of it, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're going to be, but they're going to be exceptions like the one you just pointed out. I just think there's something there, and I can't put my finger on it. I don't know what it is. Why it's so natural to say. Teacher. The yeah, there are two members of the uh, Avengers, uh, the Scarlet Witch and the Vision, that both uh, uh, included the in, in their when yeah. they were origin, uh, originally yeah. introduced. Yeah. Scott, I got a question for you. Yeah, here comes my question. Yeah, when you were in school, yeah, did you ever just walk into class and say, "Hey, teacher, I know you gave us a whole week to do this homework, but <laughs> I didn't do it." Did I what ever? You are you kidding? What That's you all do? I, did. I just didn't do the homework. That's all Sorry, I did. Teach. That's all I did the whole time. Okay. Uh, all the time. I would wing it all the time. Let me tell you, you know, you had a nice trapper keeper with your classes all separated. No, out or not whatever. Me. I never had a trapper keeper. Those were too expensive. You know what I had? I had the paper they gave me folded into fourths and in my <laughs> back pocket. <laughs> I did not right. take school very seriously. Folded if they were lucky. Yeah. That's like uh, better off dead where he reaches into his back pocket for the math homework and he opens it up it's got gum stuck all over it oh yeah it is a lot like that it's more like i I, I was like i was carrying george's wallet around and not like proper school (laughs) stuff but all right so yeah yeah scott didn't watch it yet but here's the thing and i know it's only like what are we half hour each so four episodes we're talking like Mm -hmm. two hours two hours yeah yeah so that's like a marvel movie Really, when you think about here's, it, here's the problem. I keep doing this thing where, like last night, I wrap up. There will be dungeons. Everything's finished up. I posted the show. It's like nine o'clock, and I'm like, okay, should I watch it now? Uh, I'm so tired, though. So let me let me ask you. Let, let's ask why. What what is your aversion? Because I think 
I think I kind of know where you're coming from on not wanting to watch this. So what I is do. your aversion to sitting down and watching it? I know I you want the rest of your family it. to sit down and watch it. I really do want to watch it. My biggest aversion is I can never get my daughter or my wife or, or all three of us to in the same place at the same time because they also want to watch it. So the mm-hmm. so because we all seem to not be able to coordinate and they're busy watching reruns of New Girl, uh, I <laughs> I by the way, New Girl's great. I'm not complaining about New Girl. It's I great. like that show. Yeah. But I mean, it's the not. The first few seasons are great. Yeah, it gets. I mean, whatever. When people start falling in love, you always get in trouble. So forget it. But um, when, when for an entire season they didn't have the new girl, it was not as good. Yeah, that was weird. That was weird. Yeah. A lot of well, people. I, I'm just that, curious because yeah. you know sometimes I get interested in something, but it's just like you know I'm not in the right, right mindset to watch the show, or I don't really. I maybe I'm going to be disappointed if I watch it because so many people are talking it up and. And so maybe I'll just kind of delay as much as I can. And since, you know, everybody's watching reruns, I'm surprised you're not wanting to watch WandaVision because episodes one, two and three are all about let's remake classic television uh, and use classic television tropes and shove them into the storyline and inject a few little bits of of mysterious and sinister and all those kinds of things. So I'm wondering if that's where you're coming from. Where's Wendy? We need Wendy here. Yeah, we need Wendy for this. (laughs) She won't be here till Thursday. But here's the thing. Like when I think about my reasoning, I don't think you're totally wrong. There might be something to it, but... Um, part of it maybe is I'm waiting to like I heard episode four is the thing that makes everything up so far worth what yeah. you've watched. Yes, yes. yeah. This so is, like you're 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 procrastinating would have paid off if you would have watched the first three episodes and the fourth when the fourth came out. Well, it still, it still will. Still that's does where pay we're off. At, yeah, right? I'll, right. I'll yeah. be honest. First episode I thought was really great, really clever. Then we get into episode two, which is very much um, uh, bewitched. And I'm like, nah, okay, that's fine. We get a little bit more of the sinister peeling away. And then we hit uh, episode three, which is a Brady Bunch meets the Partridge family kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And by the time that one was over, and we had a, Brian and I had a whole week in between, I was kind of like, okay, something needs to happen. And I'm, I'm not, I, I like mystery box stuff. I like the mystery box to a point. Yeah. But if you don't start pulling out some reveals, mystery box gets really old really fast. And I think with episode three, I was kind of done with Mystery Box, and Friday rolled around last, this last week, and I was like, man, do I really want to sit through another mm-hmm. episode three episode? Mm. Right, right. And then okay. everyone's like, oh, no, you really need to watch it. So I sat down and watched it, and episode four is the game changer. The Episode four is the point where they start pulling out, here are some things that are happening in the world. Now we're starting to make some connections between what we've seen in the previous three episodes oh. and what's going on in the outside world. And so it's it's really good to watch. Plus, we get some and this is the part where I'm going to get into a little bit of spoiler. We get the return of two great minor yes. characters. Well, actually, three, if you want to count uh, Monica Rambo, but she's been around for a while. She's been mm-hmm. around since Captain uh, Marvel uh, in that movie as a child. And now she's all grown up. Episode four shows what happened you know, after the snap, who was involved in the snap and mm-hmm. what's going on with there, which I thought at first when it was going on, I was like, I was confused for a moment until someone called it the blip and I said, Oh, Oh, okay. This makes perfect sense. What's going on. Yeah, mm. you, you see the, you see people coming back from the blip, which, mm-hmm. which they didn't even show. I'm trying to remember. We saw it in Spider-Man. Did we see in Spider-Man where people we were saw it in Spider-Man? Like okay. they, they had all the footage of like uh, the basketball players oh, were in the gym playing and all right. of a sudden the marching band popped in and everyone's like, <laughs> what the heck's going on? That's right. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, so then we also get the return of um, uh, what's her name? Darcy. Cat. Uh, yeah. Cat Denning, uh, you may know her from the very first Thor movie where she appeared as kind of an assistant to Natalie Portman's uh, Jane Foster character. Oh, and right. then she was in Thor 2, the dark world running around screaming Mew Mew a lot. Mm-hmm. She's uh, a girl. 
Yeah, and she yeah. disappeared for a while. And then uh, she comes back now. Remember, she was just an assistant. She comes back into the fourth episode as Dr. Darcy Lewis, mm-hmm. astrophysicist. Mm. Oh, interesting. So that's kind of neat that, the, you know, th- this show does a lot of attention to detail, which is really, really cool. And when you follow a character, she could have just come in as, well, here's Darcy Lewis. She's got some knowledge of blah, blah, blah stuff. But no, they they grow her up even in the times that you don't see her. Yeah, her and, uh, and I th- Michael Sarah, they got a playlist together. That's who that is, yeah. right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Nick and Nora. <laughs> oh, the is she other- in the infinite play- Nick and Nora's infinite playlist? I think she's isn't Nora. That, uh, yeah. Isn't that, that some was- other manic pixie dream girl? Yeah, I thought that was another manic pixie no, dream that's, girl. Uh, yeah. that's Nora. Kat Dennings is Nora. Huh. Okay. Yeah, I love that. That's movie. a pretty good movie. Yeah. I like the movie uh, a lot. The other person, the other person that comes back is Jimmy Wu, who was basically the um, parole officer for Ant-Man in <laughs> Ant-Man and the Wasp. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. And they do a really cool thing with Jimmy Wu because, you know, he's graduated to like full on FBI guy, which is interesting because for those uh, Jimmy Wu is a classic Marvel character. In fact, he goes pre Marvel all the way back when Marvel was still Atlas comics. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He appeared in Yellow Claw number one. Uh, I forget the year on this, but he showed up as Agent Jimmy Wu, who was assigned to track down this character called the Yellow Claw. Now, this is, you know, still at the time of Yellow Peril. So there's a lot of problems with that. But Jimmy Wu went on for four issues in Atlas Comics, and then he appeared in Agents of Atlas uh, in that series a couple of times. And then he showed up in in Ant-Man. So he's got a he's got a legacy in uh, Marvel Comics. Uh, But in Ant-Man and the Wasp, uh, you know, because uh, Paul Rudd's character has been. Uh, in house arrest, he's been lose, uh, learning close-up magic, so he's doing all these card tricks. Yep. And Jimmy Woo is like, "How did how did you do that?" <laughs> and and Ant Man's like, "No, it's 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 magic." And then um, we see him in an, another little bit at some point. I think it's an Ant Man where he's watching a, 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 a video on the screen and he's trying to learn close-up magic and totally screwing all it up. All right, yeah. And so the minute that you meet Jimmy Woo in WandaVision... He's walking up to Monica Rambo and he just flips out a card using yes. that close-up magic. Oh so my even God, I then we're seeing forgot the, about that connection. That's yeah, brilliant. we're seeing this evolution of characters and the entire Marvel universe in excruciating detail. Mm. Mm-hmm. To go that deep into all of those things in a 20-minute, 30-minute episode. I thought oh, it was pretty, pretty cool. This is that dude that plays the dad on uh Yeah, Randall Park. Uh, fresh off the boat. Fresh off the boat. Fresh yeah, off the boat. Yeah. yeah, I like yep. him a lot. He's awesome. Yeah, I want to really say he good. was on on Veep for a while too, if I remember correctly. He was Danny Chung on Veep. Looks like yeah, he's yeah, he's great. There's nothing wrong. He's with crazy. Yeah. He's so deadpan too. I love yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Oh, he works yeah. a lot. So um, I mean, what did you think? Uh, do you agree with me, Brian, that the fourth episode is really the game changer in this in the season so sure. far? Tina was probably pretty close to saying, eh, you know, all right, we take it or leave it after the third episode and and being more of the same i was still invested and i'm still you know still trying to figure out all right what is this what does this thing mean that is like a weird thing that happens during that sitcom-y mm-hmm. episode but tina looked at me after four had started and said this is what i wanted from a marvel tv yeah. series mm. yeah and, and, I, and the thing is if they would have put this episode like in episode three's position or something i don't think it would have paid off right i don't if they would have shown all of this stuff interconnected with what we were seeing before i don't think that would have paid off because there's a lot of there's a lot of here's what's happened in the previous three episodes what was going on outside Mm -hmm. um so there's a lot of that going on but i think this is a point where 
they knew the audience would be just frustrated enough that they would give you this payoff <laughs> to make yes. you go, oh, I'm in for five more episodes. Yep, exactly. And and the only the only thing they maybe could have done better was release the first four episodes on day one. Although that really spills all their candy in the lobby. Like yeah. Yeah, two yeah, episodes yeah. Is, was generous. Three could have been done because you see a lot of streaming services do. Here's the first three episodes to get you mm-hmm. hooked. Mm-hmm. But I don't think three would have been enough. So they, yeah, they did what they. I think they did what they had to do, and I think the order is correct. Yeah, but you and gotta. I- yeah, you got to see the setups for for episode four before you see episode. So four. is this why everybody yep. on Twitter is putting pictures of him up saying Jimmy Woo should have his own FBI investigative like X Files <laughs> show? Is yeah, that what's going on? It totally should. Yeah, okay. it'd be great. All right, I saw a lot of that and I went, I'll bet this is related to Wandavision somehow because everybody's just dancing around it on Twitter so so as not to spoil why they're talking about him, and I didn't know why. But now that you've mm-hmm. mentioned all this, I think it it's it's coming clear to me what the hell's going on. Yeah, and I think it's yeah. a little bit more clear of, you know, again, avoiding the big spoiler of what's really behind all this. I, episode four pretty much tells you what's behind all this. Right. Well, but not the why. Right. Not the why. And um, and it's still, believe me, there's still questions after episode four that need to get answered. But uh, well, I would hope so. They still got four more yeah. to go, right? Uh, I five. five. I think they have uh, yeah. nine episodes oh, this five season. More. Okay. Well, that'll be a lot more of the stuff I haven't seen yet. So let's uh, look forward to that. Uh, well, you know yeah, what? Like, what? Five more weeks, Scott, to catch up. <laughs> Do we want to take it? What's the over under? What episode of one? I'll, I'll say will be episode. The, uh, I'll say episode six is when when that episode six is released. That's the week Scott will watch. Okay. Okay. Brian, what do you say? Now that I said that, Scott's going to go. Gonna say, I'm going to go sit down and watch. Me. Uh, well, I was going to say, I think he does it this week. I think he just breaks down and says, "I'm just going to do it." Kim and Carter can watch it whenever they want, but yeah, but, let them watch it in six years when new girls when it's new girl old. <laughs> right, exactly. Yes, I don't know what their problem is. They just they're like I don't know. They I think your theory there's something to your theory, Stephen, about mm-hmm. why people put certain things off. Because you're about to invest I, I do that yourself, a lot with horror right? movies. It took yeah. me it took me two years from the time I bought the Vavitch to actually sitting down to watch the Vavitch. <laughs> oh, the Vavitch is great. I still haven't watched the Vavitch. Brian, you should watch um, the Vavitch. It's good. Yeah, I've, I think I've got it. Uh, I think it's got to be on something streaming right now. It's see, Tina doesn't like horror movies, so those I do have to watch mm. uh, alone, and that also means that I'm probably watching it at night before I go to bed, which eh, maybe isn't the best time to watch a really scary. Uh, it's, it's not going to give you scary, scary dreams. I promise. Oh, really? Okay. All right. Uh, Amazon um, no, or sorry, does... Showtime and Fubo currently. So. Oh, I've got Showtime as part of that um, CBS All Access deal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And if you like uh, somebody in the chat says uh, if you like Queen's Gambit, definitely watch the Vavitch because Anya Taylor Joy is in there. And also yeah. then watch um, um, New Mutants. Yeah. Plus you yeah, got. So, oh, that's uh, really good. Ralph. Have Edison. you seen Scott? Have you seen Captain Marvel yet? Uh, I have seen Captain Marvel. Not yet. Okay, so Captain Marvel, Ant Man and Wasp, and uh, Thor, Thor Dark World are yeah. still on the. <laughs> They're still on my my shame list. Of you Marvel haven't seen Thor list. Ragnarok. I've seen Thor seen Ragnarok. Ragnarok. Oh, Thor yeah. Ragnarok. Oh, okay. He didn't see uh, Dark World. I've seen everything but Dark World, Wanda, or Wanda, sorry, Wandavision. You know about that. Uh, yeah. uh, Ant Man and the Wasp, Ant-Man and then the Wasp. other one you said. Uh, oh yeah, uh, Captain Marvel. None of those, and I don't know why. I just yeah, that. I don't know why either. I know. I don't know what my problem is. Hmm. Just they just didn't happen, and other things like when Mandalorian was coming out every week, dude, I mm-hmm. was on it. I was yeah. Down that's what surprised me about this is like it's it's. Um, I mean, you're you're more of a DC guy anyway than Marvel. 
I love Marvel, I though. It. I love the MCU. Uh, I get it. You, you're a DC guy. I don't I get love it, DC Scott. movies. Like, yeah, yeah, DC, DC movies are kind of garbage. <laughs> that Wonder Woman movie was bad, the second one. <laughs> yeah, but once the CW has, you know, their Flash and uh I haven't Black watched Lightning. any of those. None of them. <laughs> I haven't seen those. I haven't <laughs> seen Aquaman. I don't know what's even going on. That Shazam movie, I haven't seen that either. So, wow! I guess you just don't oh, like comics. Seen Shazam. As much oh man, as like that is such a fun movie. And I'm watching. Com- I'm reading comics like the like it's the end times. Here. Yeah, I'm- you're all over in, in in the comics. Yeah, I yeah. was. I read. My, uh, apparently, my, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, apparently, uh, the new Shazam movie, the second movie, is going to begin production in May for release in 2023. Well, that is also that the, Chuck? is that the one that's going to have uh, the Rock as Black no, Adam? No, that is that is a Black Adam movie. That's a separate movie. That's okay. a separate movie. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Hey, I decided this week that uh, Sinestro needs a proper. Uh, I guess that would mean we need some Green Lantern to work out. But uh, there was a there was an uh, an arc called the Sinestro Corps. Yeah, I'm reading that right now. And oh, it's, okay, All it's right. very good, and that made me feel like you could do him right in a movie. Mm-hmm. But he's so stupid on the surface, like he's just this mustachioed dumb yeah, alien. I'll get alien. your Green Lantern. Yes. Yellow is my power. Exactly. <laughs> he's also very good in that injustice thing that I've been reading. And uh, yeah, there's there's some stuff there. There's meat there to be harnessed. Doesn't make sense. Yeah, there's some other places you might want to check out. Emerald Dawn, where he's in charge of training. Um, Hal Jordan, that's an old series. So I want to say from 80 something, I want to say Emerald Dawn and then Emerald Dawn 2, two is John Stewart. Um, and then there's an arc and I forget which one it is. Maybe it is in the Sinestro Corps where he has to confront his daughter mm. over his essentially war atrocities oh. that he's uh, committed, which is also a really cool kind of arc for him. Yeah, he's wiped out whole planets. He's bad. Yeah. He's a very bad man. But he's also purple and dumb looking. Anyway, uh, more <laughs> do on we, that later. Do we have any bets on uh, who's going to make an appearance? Uh, like side side characters that aren't superheroes that are going to make an appearance in the uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier series? Oh, I have no idea. Um, yeah, but no you know idea they're going to they're going to pack it full of these sorts of surprises, right? You're I'm be, hoping so. Yeah. 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 You'll get down the road and find I don't know. Hey, where, where's uh, Samuel L. Jackson right now in the in the uh, or, sorry in sitting space, on a pile of money? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, Nick, here you mean he's yeah. sitting up in the sword uh, spaceship uh, satellite? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, could, but he, but if you're gonna have him show his face, uh, Winter Falcon and Winter Soldier is a, a shield related thing, probably. I mean, I I wouldn't be surprised if we see maybe an appearance in Vision in, in WandaVision, You know, mm. could be. Could also uh, you could also get uh, if you're looking at Falcon and Winter Soldier, you could also get uh, Michael Douglas. That's Papa. true. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, what about uh, Agent Thirteen? Yeah. Uh, yeah, like mm-hmm. her, she could totally make an appearance. Yeah, like yeah. her. Here's what you could. Here's what you do. Samuel L. Jackson shows up in a in one of these sequences, right, and goes, "Why am I in this mother effing dream or whatever?" Because <laughs> I assume it's all a dream in the end. That's just my assumption because I haven't seen any of it. <laughs> but it's all some sort of forced stream. You want to take an over under, uh, Brian, on when uh, Scott will watch uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier? There's just some Legion bullshit 20, going 23. on. Right. I don't even have to see it to know there's Legion stuff going on. It smells like Legion. I can smell it. I can just tell. But we'll see. Mm. Well, Legion wasn't dreams either. Legion was mystery box. Legion was was frustrating mystery box for a lot longer than WandaVision. Oh, for sadly. sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. 
but 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 that's I what you loved give. season two and the turn that season two of legion took that right it was but, like oh my god plus wow. legion is what that's where you go to legion for like that's what it exists for it's not yeah. meant to yeah. be well you know you look at uh scarlet witch and the house of m and all that stuff and there was some wackadoodle stuff that uh that could could have connections to this JC Calhoun has the right idea. You don't bet when I'll watch it. You you bet how many times I'll see Fury Road between now and the next time I watch it. <laughs> I, say, I say three Fury Roads before he watches uh, WandaVision. <laughs> That's not that bad of a prediction. All right. <laughs> Steven, always a pleasure uh, talking and hanging with you. Anything going on around the major spoilers network you'd like folks to know about? Oh, if you are into poetry and want to see how poetry connects to comic books, there's a new So You uh, Want to Read Comics installment that's up on the Major Spoilers website uh, this week, today, in fact, that goes into a couple of comics based on poetry and uh, talks about those and some recommendations and some reading list material for you. Not that you would ever do homework, Scott. No. But, um, <laughs> you know, there's some there's some stuff there for you. Yeah. So much comic shade from Major Spoilers. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you should have seen all the fake nerds uh, talk that uh, went on in the chat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's look, they all want me to turn that card in. I would just say it's not I'm going to watch it. You guys, of course, I'm going to see that's it. Scott. Scott, don't worry about it. Look, I have not watched uh all of Game of Thrones. I have not watched all of The Expanse, and I have not watched what's the other one that oh, I haven't watched Legion. So all the things that you, that you love, uh, I have also not watched. Well, get on it, Stephen, so that you don't have an entire chat room yelling at you that you're lame and should <laughs> turn your card in. Hell, I finished Doctor Who last night. What did you do? <laughs> I read some comics and tore a ship apart and, and tried to sleep while uh, well, Kim hummed Alanis Morissette songs and scratched your, ran her nails down your back. That's a good there point. Go. Oh, that was weird. Well, regardless, Scott, of whenever you get to uh, watch uh, WandaVision, stay hydrated. I will stay hydrated. Steven Schleicher, everybody. Major spoilers on Twitter. We'll see you later. Bye. All right. Oh, he muted himself at the end. I only I assume he's holding the fart the whole time and then just let it rip. Uh, I'm assuming so, too. Yeah. yeah, this whole time just hanging on for dear life. And then finally, at the end, he could let go. And for the record, I really did like those last three episodes of uh, of season 12 of Doctor Who. They redeemed themselves at the end there with no more preachy stuff and actual Doctor Hugh, uh, Doctor Hugh, Dr. Hugh stuff. Dr. Hugh <laughs> uh, with uh, the kind of stuff I want. I want some uh, Cybermen. I want some Jadoon. I want some, some of that business. Jeannie uh, disagrees with you. Jeannie disagrees. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Today, no. Di- Dice Tomatoes name is Jeannie. Hmm. <laughs> uh, I haven't watched any of it, so I can't say. But uh, yeah. I'm sure it's fine. Dr. Hugh. All right. It's uh, Monday, which means a Monday morning mashup. Although, this is technically a bonus mashup that we're going to insert here because uh, Jamie took a little time off, which he deserves. He makes too much of this stuff as it is. Um, and we love it all, and we're always willing to play it, but uh, I'm, I'm hoping you get a little breathing time there, Jamie, instead of pounding out another Monday morning mashup. So instead, here's a bonus mashup, Brian, called Taking Ransom Notes. Okay? okay. I don't know what that right. means, but here it Which is. Which we'll find out at the very end. <laughs> hey, we sure will. Los dos mofs hermanos. Dos. It's not a a computer language. It's dos. Yeah, let me do it again. Los dos manos. Ah, shit. Los dos mofs hermanos. Close enough. (laughs) Stick to the Denver hub unit. That's wrong. Stuck in... (laughs) Stuck in the Denver hub... Let's do that again. Stuck in the Denver hub unit. Oh, my lord. (laughs) 
Hold on. I'm not going to be able to do my last one. Here we go. Bob and Barry Ann. Barry Ann. Bob and Barry Ann. Barry and, and Bobby Ann, folks. <laughs> they're exhibiting behavior that suggests they're desperate for a chick, uh, like building moss, mosque nets out of pebbles. So what will happen mosque is... nests. What did I say? Mosque? You said mosque nets. <laughs> oh, I did not mean that. Derenick Park Zoo in Amersfoort. 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 There's two O's in there, and it's throwing me off. What's his name? Catch it. Kasich. Kasichi kick. (laughs) Took four years for Baby Shark to ascend to the top of YouTube's most played uh, chart. Baby Shark. The home was put on the market by Judy and Corcoran. I don't know the Corcoran. It was put on the market in July. Oh, why did I say Judy? Shit. Vlogger and rapper Ola JD KSI. All... Ola Tunji. Ola Tunji. Jury, duty. <laughs> Shit, I'm reading class. <laughs> right. Here we go. Encourage you to do the right thing and turn yourself in right away, says John Ecolacitino. Eucalito. The Eucalito. I used to play the Eucalito in high school. It was really a weird instrument, but people liked it. Uh, they could have the possibility of causing scarring and other long-term damage. The results were published Wednesday in the journal Plus One. Prior to the study, we didn't have much information on the impact of spaceflight on the liver, says Karen Juncher, lead author of the study and associate professor at the University of Colorado's Anschutz Medical Campus. She said in a statement, uh, We knew that astronauts often return with diabetes-like symptoms, and they usually resolve those things quickly. Uh, so, yeah. It's like uh, a talking ransom note, like done with different headlines from different magazines. Like someone's trying to confuse Brad Pitt. On shorts and diabetes. Diabetes. I can't help it. I'm it's ruined. Like having a conversation with Michael Winslow. I'm ruined. <laughs> uh, for those who were confused, my reference to Brad Pitt was seven because they always try to confuse him in seven with mishmashes of words. Gotcha. <laughs> well, well done. That was great. Uh, thank you for the Monday mashup. And thus endeth the program. It is a new month, everybody. It is literally the 1st of February, which means there's a clear path for you to head on over to patreon.com slash TMS and contribute at whatever level you want to, including the entry level, which is only a dollar, and get all this great content every single day of every single month, 16 episodes per month. It's insane what you can get for a dollar these days. So... If you'd pay a dollar for that, go I'd do it. Buy that for a dollar. That's right. Patreon.com slash TMS for that and all other links that you may be looking for for everything we do here on the show. You can find it all at the morning stream. Uh, sorry, at frogpants.com slash TMS. The morning stream at gmail.com with our email address. So send us your comments and thoughts. Okay. I think that's it. Do you have anything else? I don't think. Uh, I got nothing else. Okay. I mean, you know, we're, we're, uh, we're on the cusp. We've recorded some episodes. We have not released any episodes of ANTP, but that is coming up very, very soon because there's a lot of editing and production that needs to, to, to happen for those to sound entertaining and fun. I had a thought, by the way. Did you? Yeah, for ANTP. So we were talking about how hard it is that first episode of the new season to let somebody go because it's just so new yeah. and fresh and we barely know them and we don't know what they're going to, you know, we it feels, you know, like we're, right. we're really shorting them early. Um, maybe next season, because mm-hmm. I only think it matters for the first episode. But maybe next season, where you do it is once a team loses, then you do like a random, a random, uh, like randomly somebody on that team gets gets booed. Oh God! Okay. Now the reason that's scary for everybody, right? Because even if somebody yeah, did a really yeah. good job on the thing, even though they didn't win, it still puts them in jeopardy. But then it's not. 
it wasn't us that sent them to the guillotine or guillotine. Right. It guillotine. was the it was the the rand it was the RNG what did it what done it. I'm I'm thinking we just extend the season one extra week and that first week there's a losing team and they have some sort of penalty but they don't lose a player just yet. That's not bad either. In fact, and that's then, better. And then the, and the, then uh, people stick around and uh, yeah, because if people suck, they need to go. Scott, yeah, if they're bad, then just <laughs> hit the road, Jack. <laughs> All right, that's it for my uh, thinking. Hey, Brian, song today? I've got a song for you, Scott, and for you listeners. Uh, Bill Sherman, who goes by Lodier in the chat room, says, For my birthday this year, and since we're all going to need a good laugh after the dumpster fire that was 2020, I want to have something patently silly played. If you don't have this song, I've got a lovely bunch of coconuts available. I leave it in the capable hands of the cover master to find me something equally silly to celebrate my 47th rotation around the Soul Star. Signed, Bill Sherman. Well, first off, happy 47th birthday to you, Bill. I uh, hope you have a great, great day. Yeah, now, that's... I don't have a cover. Of, oh, wait, wait, wait. Before we do this, we have to do this. Happy birthday to you. There. Sorry. Had to do Very it. Good. Yeah. No, I'm glad you did. Yeah. Um, believe it or not, I don't have a cover of uh, I've Got a Lovely Bunch of Coconuts, which is surprising because it's it's one of those songs you think would get covered a lot. There's a lot of covers, old covers like by Danny Kay and you know, but they're all old croonery style. And so there's no real, um, no real, uh, uh, kind of amusing cover of it. Now that said, um, I do have a song that apparently mentions, I've got a lovely bunch of coconuts, at least the original version by the specials mentions. I've got a lovely bunch of coconuts. It's a song called enjoy yourself. This is a great song to help you forget about 2020 because this is a uh, a happy song, kind of like, ah, you know, uh, forget all that stuff, enjoy yourself because, well, it's later than you think. <laughs> so it's kind of also saying your time is running out, so enjoy yourself, nice. which is another, another one of my philosophies. Um, here's what's really good about this version. This is a cover by Jules Holland and his Rhythm and Blues Orchestra. Jules Holland, uh, famous... Um, uh, keyboardist from Squeeze, also now a uh, BBC host. He's got a great show later with Jules Holland in the UK. This version is performed by one of the giants of reggae. As a matter of fact, like one of the legends who who put uh, reggae and ska on the map. It's uh, Prince Buster, who passed away in 2016, but uh, left us with this amazing, amazing cover of enjoy yourself here's jules holland featuring prince buster in a cover of the specials by way of tommy dorsey's enjoy yourself see you guys tomorrow for another edition of dms it's good to be wise when you're young cause you can only be young but for once
show is part of the frog pants network frog pants network get more shows like this at frogpants.com come to the point gentlemen hey it's Paige desorbo from giggly squad high quality fashion without the price tag say hello to quince i'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters sleek leather jackets fine jewelry and so much more with quince being 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style.